Well, this is a new month, glory to God. So we have a new series, Praise the Lord. And uh, we're going to be talking about love and the fruit of the Spirit this month. And uh, I'm telling you, the key to walking in the grace of God is walking in the fruit of the Spirit. Amen? And if you have your Bibles, open your Bibles to Galatians 5, verses 22 and 23. Glory to God. Galatians 5, 22 through 23. It says here, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And there is no law against these things. So this is Apostle Paul, and he was really contrasting the fruit of the Spirit with the works of the flesh. And... Um, I'm going to say this, that gifts are given. You know, I've ministered messages on, on the nine gifts of the Spirit. And, these, and the gifts that God gives us is to really to benefit the body of, of believers. But th there are actually nine fruit of the Spirit. And really, that's, that's downloaded, if I may, into our hearts. And we, those, I wish it was just given to us. I wish that, um, that the, the fruit of the Spirit was automatically given as a gift to us that we can walk in it without cultivating it. But, um, you know, the fruit of the Spirit you have to cultivate. Boy, it's quiet in this church today. Uh, you have to cultivate the fruit of the Spirit. In other words, to operate in the fruit of the Spirit, to operate in love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, you have to cultivate that in your life. In other words, nobody has to cultivate selfishness. Okay, thank you. You don't have to cultivate a bad attitude. Okay. In other words, we, it, it, it seems like it's easier. How come it seems easier to love God and, and it, it, it's hard to love people? Anybody ever thought about that? Well, I love God. But, you know, if you're a person that loves God, you need to be a person that loves people. So really, that's the key. We need to love people. So let's talk about love today. And let's look at John, because this is, you know, love is the root of the fruit of the Spirit. And so really, if you're going to walk in, how many people want to walk in joy? Yes. Peace. Yes. Amen. Faithfulness, gentleness. Yes. How many people want to walk in the fruit? If you're going to walk in, in, in and that's really, in, that, the, the fruit is really love. And that's the root that produces the rest of the fruit in our lives. I don't know about you, but I want more joy in my life. Amen. I want more peace in my life. Amen. I, I, I want more of that in my life. I want the fruit. I don't want to be operating in, in the, the works of the flesh. And, you know, here I like this because when you operate in the fruit of the Spirit, there's no law. Which means that when you're walking in the Spirit, there's, there's nothing that the, the enemy can Accuse you of. Amen? Because the devil is constantly accusing us. He's looking for weaknesses in our character. And he's trying to bring them up to God. So God will judge what we do. Amen? But, you know, God judged our sin on the cross when Jesus went to the cross. But still, we still have to walk right. And we still have to have right attitudes. Or we can open the door for the devil to come in. And he can, you know, exact, you know, judgment is really, is the grace being lifted off our lives. And so we don't want that grace or we walking out from underneath the grace of God. Amen. So let's look at this. Let's look at love for a little bit. Let's talk about love. 
And uh, in John 13, 34 and 35, this is a, a new commandment. And it's interesting, you know, I was studying this. It's interesting that this was really at the end of, uh, of Jesus' ministry. He's been preaching for three years to his disciples. And he's about ready to go to the cross. And then he says right at the end, a new commandment I give you. <laughs> Think about that. I, I don't know if they could have handled it at the beginning. Because, you know, the, you know, the Jews, it was an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. You smack me, I smack you back. It was more like, you know, the old covenant was hate your enemies. And so Jesus is talking about loving your enemies. Oh, you hear what I'm saying to you? Love those people that are unlovely. And so Jesus was ministering all of that. Then he finally says, a new commandment I give you, right at the end of his ministry. Why? Because it's not easy walking in love. Because it's a process. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Right before Jesus said a new commandment, he washed their feet. Think about this. He washed the, the disciples' feet, the Lord of lords and the king of kings, got on his hands and knees and washed the disciples' feet. Let's have a foot washing next week. No, I'm kidding. But... Oh, you hear what I'm saying? What was he saying? He was saying, you don't understand what I'm doing, but when I am gone, you will understand. In other words, we're not here to judge one another. We're not here to pick on one another. We're here to wash one another's feet. Amen. And so he, he does this illustration of washing the disciples' feet. Then he says, a new commandment I give you. Amen. Which, which isn't really new at all. It's really, it, but it is. And he says, a new commandment, not a new suggestion. John 13, 34 and 35 says it this way. A new commandment I give you, that you should love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. That's powerful. You know, I, I, I love it when people come to this church because they really, you know, we get reports back that they really experience the love that's in this church. I just thank God that we don't have a lot of cliques in this church. I, I just thank God that there's real people in this church that love God and love each other. Amen? And so, and, and we get that. And uh, I remember we had a visitor that came in. And uh, at the end of the service, he was talking to one of the, the ushers. And he said, is it for real? And the usher said, what are you talking about? He said, is this place for real? <laughs> I guess he's used to going to a church where they bite, backbite, you know, like sheep bite. And, <laughs> and the, the shepherd has a staff and he smacks the sheep on the head with it. Right. I don't know if that's the church that they're used to going to, but this guy was used to going to. But he said, is it, is it, is it true? I mean, is this true? And the usher said, what? The love that you guys have here, is it real? <laughs> is it for real? What, what, have, what have you guys been smoking? I want to know, why do you guys have some, why do you guys seem to get along? Can't we all just get along, as one person said. But anyway, as he sued the pants off somebody else and made a lot of money. Can't we all just get along? Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? We can, but it's going to take God for us to get along. Amen. I don't know, sometimes I'm praying. I, I love God, but sometimes people get on my nerves. I could spend a, a, a half day worshiping God. Oh, I love you, God. But I get in that traffic, and I'm about ready to 
belting somebody. Anybody out there like that? Okay, you know my pet peeve. I can't stand somebody putting their high beams behind me and driving with high. Anybody ever deal with that? Or you guys are in trucks so high that you never, you never. I mean, I'm in my Toyota, you know, the Toyota and those lights. And we, I, had a, I had somebody coming my way, you know, on a, and they had their high beams. I'm thinking, what's wrong with these people? And so what did I did? I, I failed the love test. I put my high beams on. Click! <laughs> click, 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 click. Wake up! Is anybody like that out there like me? Or have you guys passed the love test? You don't, you don't do those kind of things. But, but, you know, when you do, see, see hopefully they didn't see my, like, Sea Life Church sticker, you know, from the back, you know. If you're going to do those things, just remove your sticker, okay? All right. Let's continue here. <laughs> Amen. I, God still, how many people are still a work in progress in here? I mean, how many people have arrived? Okay, good. Then, then, then I'm in the right crowd today. We haven't arrived yet. We're still pressing into those things. And uh, praise the Lord. So a new commandment, not a new suggestion, that what? what that, that you love one another as I have loved you. Now, we've got to think about this. Jesus' love was awesome love because Jesus, you know, man, th this guy, he, he laid down his life for us. He said there's no greater love than to lay down your life for your friends. He said there's no greater love than that, to give your life up for somebody else. That's great love. Amen. And, and Jesus is saying to, uh, to us, he wants us walking in that kind of love because he gave his life up for the church. I want to say this, that if, if you are trying to have, you know, produce love in your life or if you are walking in the love of God, you should love church, the church. Amen. Thank you for those amens. You should love church. Amen. You should have a heart for the church. I'm not just talking about the building that we meet in. Even though this is a beautiful facility, I'm talking about loving people in the church. And we should have a love for that. That's an asset test to see if you're really walking in the love of God. Are you involved in church? Are you coming to church? Are you walking in love towards the body of believers? Amen? Let's look at this. So Jesus talks about a new commandment. Now let's talk about the greatest commandment. And that's in, in Matthew 22, 36 to 37. And um, you can turn there, you can listen up, praise the Lord. They're still throwing the scriptures on up there? They are, okay. Maybe I should wait until the scripture comes up. Amen. And uh, Matthew 22, 36 through 37. Glory. <laughs> All right. Okay, we're going to keep moving. Amen. <laughs> Did I tell you love is patient? You know what the Lord revealed to me? Yeah, because, I, because this year I made a declaration that I'm going to walk in more peace. And for some reason, I haven't been walking in the peace. That I, <laughs> be careful with your declarations because it seems like there's every roadblock has been thrown in because we're, we're doing some work at our house. And I'm like, my God, I'm like, Lord, why? You know, and the Lord said, you need a, if you walk in patience, you're going to have peace. Do you know that? If you walk in patience, you're going to have peace. And we just, we need to be a little bit more patient. Amen. Amen. So let's, where's that scripture at? Matthew 22, 36 and 37. It says here, uh, teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? Amen. Jesus said to him, 
You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Amen. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law of the prophets. So, so the greatest commandment is, is loving God. And a lot of people, understand, you know, they, they know, they can love God. People say they love God. But if you're not loving people, you're not truly loving God. Let me, let me put it this way. Jesus is the, you know, you can say Jesus, you know, the person of Jesus is Jesus up in heaven, amen, you know, and he has his body, but you know we are the body of Christ. Amen. And so you could actually say that to love Jesus is to love the body of Christ. Amen. So if we're not loving the body of Christ, then our love of Jesus may not be too strong. Amen. Is that true? Amen. So when we, when we love each other in spite of our weaknesses... In spite of our shortcomings, in spite of our differences, when we love people that's in the body, we're loving Jesus. Can I, can I get even to the next level? When you do something nice for somebody in the body, you're doing something nice for Jesus. Amen. Really. So even when you're doing something nice for even, a, uh, you know, it was like, and, and we got to be very careful. Some of us are really, we have time constraints. We run our day on tight schedules. And, uh, but we need to be very careful that we're not, that our schedule's so tight that we don't have the, that we, we cut out any ability to minister to anybody. Amen. Uh, there's some amens there. Uh, in other words, we're busy people, but don't ever get too busy where you can't lend a helping hand to somebody else. Don't get too busy where you can't say, you know, where, where, you, where you, you don't have, you should always put the God factor in your time schedule. Even if it's saying something nice to somebody. You see, the, the three ways that we walk in love is through our, our thinking, our speaking, and our actions. Those are the three ways. And so if, if, listen, you can say you love somebody, but if you're thinking bad about them, oh, I love you, brother, you little rat, think, you, you know, you think of that in your mind, you're not really loving that. That's called hypocritical love. So, so you've got to think right about people. In other words, love thinks no evil. And so if we have evil, what, Pastor, what's evil? You know, it's true, they're, they're, they're a skunk, you know, but... Listen, if, if it's not lovely, then you won't want to think on those things. Amen? We want to think on what's lovely. Amen? I'm going to say this to you today. You have the ability to love like Jesus. Thank you for those amens. You have that ability. You have that capacity to love like Jesus. And you said, no way, I'm not divine. In a sense, you are. You have, you have the divine God inside of you. Amen. You have Jesus. On, in a sense, you have partaken of the divine nature, as Peter said. Amen. So you have a divine nature. Yes. And your nature, listen, there's nobody arguing in heaven. Amen. When you get to heaven, you're not going to say, your castle's bigger than, bigger than my castle. What happened? You know, there's nobody arguing in heaven. Why? Because, because everybody's walking in the fruit of the Spirit in heaven. There's no flesh in heaven. 
There's no argument. Thank God for that. Thank God there's not going to be. And listen, you know, heaven is so great, you'll never lose your patience in heaven. Because there's no time. You got all that. Have you ever thought about that? In heaven, you can never lose your patience. Why? Because it's eternity. It could take you, you know, our time, a thousand years to get to the next block. But to you, it's, there's no time. You're not fighting against the clock. Have you ever found out when you, have you ever realized when you lose your patience? Because a lot of times you're fighting against the clock or time. Have you ever noticed that? But in heaven, you will never lose your patience. Amen. How many people want to go now? Okay, we won't. <laughs> Romans. Romans 5.5. 5. Let's look at this. Because I'm talking to you about partaking of the divine nature and walking in the God kind of love. Romans 5.5 5 says it this way. Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. So, when you get saved, you know... You have the love of God shed abroad in your heart. In other words, you have love, the capacity to love like Jesus. And that's poured out into your heart. Your spirit, man, and when you walk in the spirit, you want to walk in love. You, you have a desire to walk in love and fellowship with God, love and fellowship with other believers. Amen? When you're walking in the spirit, you're going to be a peacemaker. You're not going to want to, to harbor ill will or bitterness towards people. And you don't want them harboring ill will or bitterness towards you. You, you know, you don't, it, it should bother us if somebody is bothered about us. In other words, the Bible says it this way. Jesus actually says it this way. If, if, there's some, if you got a problem, if somebody has a problem with you, it actually puts it this way. If somebody has a problem with you and you come down to the altar and you bring your gift to the altar, uh, Jesus said, don't even bring the gift yet until you get it right with that brother and sister. Then you bring your gift. What, what does that tell me? Well, well, that's telling me if you bring your gift and you got, you got some issues with other people, your gift may not be that blessed. Because God wants to bless us. Right. He wants to bless what we give him. And so he wants he wants the perfect blessing on us and the perfect blessing on what we give him. But if we give God saying, oh, God, basically you're saying you're in fellowship with God and you're out of fellowship or somebody's out of fellowship with you. You're not really in true fellowship with God. OK. All right, man. Pastor, I didn't think you were going to go this way today, you know. Amen. Listen, we, you know, you can say, well, I got no problem. Listen, you need to be a peacemaker. You, you, sometimes you need to just apologize even if it's not your fault. Amen. What, Pastor? That, that'd be lying. <laughs> <laughs> Thou shalt not lie, Pastor. We know it was that skunk. It was all their fault. It was, it was that woman you gave me, God. It was all her fault. No, Adam had some problems too. That lazy Adam should have been cultivating the garden. Should have kicked that snake out of the garden. Adam had some issues. But we want to play the blame game, don't we? We want to blame everybody else. Why is it so hard for us to look at our own problems? Why is it so easy to pick out everybody else's problems? Yeah, that's right. 
Some people, thank you very much, some people don't, won't even apologize for nothing. You know anybody like that? They just, they're, they're the know-it-alls. They, they're the ones that never get it wrong. They won't apologize. Have you ever, sometimes, listen, you're going to, listen, you're going to have to forgive even if they don't ask for forgiveness. Even if they don't say they're sorry. They owe me an apology. Well, listen, God gave you his grace. He gave you his son. He gave you eternal life. And he's overlooking your weaknesses. Pastor, I don't have any weaknesses. There's your weakness right there. You need to come down to the altar because that's, that's pride. And the middle letter of pride is I. Right? It's always how it affects you. People that are angry with other people, it's how it affects you. Right? And so we need to, we need to work on that. Now, 1 Corinthians 13. Now, now, I want to talk to you a little bit about the agape love of God. And, uh, you know, you have three types of love. You have, uh, you, you know, you have natural love, which is phileo, which is a friendship kind of, it's a friendship love. And then you have eros, which is a romantic love. Amen. And then you have the highest kind of love, which is agape love. And that's the God kind of love. And so Paul talks about that. And I really think, and, I, and when, you, when you read some of Paul's writings, you knew that, you, you knew that Paul was a, he was a type A personality. He liked to get the job done. And, but you could tell that Paul had some issues with anger issues at times. What, is there anybody? Paul was just a man called by God. He wasn't divine. Amen. And he did have the divine nature in him. But we all have the ability uh, uh, to, to walk in selfishness, to walk in these things that we don't want to walk in. Now, look, let's look at 1 Corinthians 13. And let's look at uh, verses 1 through 5 and 7 through 8. It says here. And this is Paul. If I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but do not have love, I have become a noisy gong and a clanging cymbal. And then he says, if I have the gift of prophecy and know all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. Think about that. And if I give all my possessions to feed the poor, if I surrender my body to be burned... But do not have love, it profits me nothing. Think about that. So what is he saying here? Well, in, in chapter 12 of Corinthians, he was talking about all the gifts of the Spirit. And he was talking about that God gives the gifts. But I'm going to say again, love is downloaded into us. That's a gift. But we have to cultivate it as well in our lives. And here he's saying here that if you have the ability to speak with uh, tongues of angels... But, but you're speaking, but it's not motivated by love, then it's not going to gain anything um, in the blessing field, if I may. In other words, we have to be motivated by love in all our actions. Oh, you hear what I'm saying? The, the Bible actually says it this way. Faith worketh by love. So that's why we have to always be um, evaluate, uh, evaluating what we're doing, and why we're doing it. You have to evaluate, okay, what are you doing and why are you doing it? And, and, and if you're, you know, what, you're, what are you doing? We need to evaluate. In other words, we need to evaluate our motives. You know, some, you know, some of you want to get answered prayer, but, but James says that your prayers won't be answered if you have wrong motives. 
if, you're, if your motives are wrong. Oh, you hear what I'm saying today? Your motives have to be, have to be uh, fortified by love. Amen? And so let's look at this. Now, this is the agape uh, kind of love, and it's a great definition. And I want to encourage you to, if you're having problems in walking in love, to, to meditate on the love, I call this the love chapter, and uh, verses 4 through 8, and get the Amplified and meditate on it and start speaking it and start walking. You know, that's how you, how you start to walk out something. You meditate on the Word of God until it becomes a reality in your life. Amen? Don't, don't identify that you're Irish and that's why you get mad that, real easy. Or that you're, 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 you know, you're of a certain persuasion or ethnicity and your ethnicity is the ones that get mad. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? No, no, no. You have a new bloodline. You're a new creation in Christ. Old things are passed away. All things become new. And you can overcome anger issues. Amen. Amen. You can overcome being short-tempered. You can overcome that. Amen. It, because it's the love of God, the Bible says, constrains us. Have you ever been constrained before? You could have said something, but you held your tongue. The hardest thing to do, especially if somebody's doing something wrong against you, is to hold your tongue. That's one of the hardest things to do, is to keep your tongue, is to hold your tongue. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Sometimes you just got to bite your lip. And that's hard. Is that hard? It can be if you're in the flesh. But if you're in the spirit you can, and you're walking in the spirit, the Holy Spirit can even reveal to you why that person's acting so nasty. Have you ever had the Holy Spirit revealed to you, you, know, you, but you didn't walk out of love, you stayed in love? I'm telling you, you're going to get more with honey than vinegar. Yeah, I mean, you can throw a lot of vinegar around. Ah, bless God, I'm going to get my way. But you're going to get more with honey... You're going to draw more with honey than vinegar. Anybody ever heard that before? That, that's out of the book, How to Win Friends and Influence in No, How to Win Friends and Influence. How to Win Friends. How, to, how does it go? Influence people. That's it. Amen. Great book. I want to encourage you to read that book. It's a great book. So let, look at this. Love is patient and love is kind. So this is a description of love. So, when, so being patient, you can be patient, but you need to be kind while you're waiting. Because you can stew waiting. Have you ever been there? Like, my, why don't they get another teller? Why don't they get another person? To, what's wrong with these people? There's one, one teller and 50 customers. Have you, ever, have you ever been there? Anybody in a hurry when you go to the store? Don't get in a hurry when you go to the store. Because if you're in a hurry when you go to the store, guess what? You're going to be in the longest line. <laughs> it always happens. If you go in the store and you've got hours to spend, there's no lines. Why? Because, it, because, you're, because the enemy wants you to be a nasty person. Amen. The enemy wants you acting like him. Amen. You don't want to act like the other guy. Are you, does anybody know what I'm talking about? Yes. And sometimes we can act like the other guy. Amen. I don't want to act like the other guy. I want to act like Jesus. 
And even Jesus at times would say, how long must I be with you? And you know, he was walking in love. Tune in next week for the completion of this message. We would like to invite you to join us Sunday morning at Virginia Beach SDA Church located at 4136 Holland Road, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Service starts at 10.30 a.m. Nursery and Children's Church provided. This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and the Congregation of Exceed Life Church. For more information, visit us at www.exceedlifechurch.org.